Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the House of Gains podcast. My name is Abhishek Matias and as always I'm joined by Nathan Lewis. On today's podcast we are talking about mental health and motivation. Not being experts on this topic, just want to provide everyone a trigger warning as some topics spoken about in today's episode may be upsetting, but again, we are professionals. We speak about the human race and its need for community, identifying good and bad mental health, creating and breaking bad habits, and improving your overall environment. Thanks to anyone who listened to the first episode. Stick around for our perspective on this huge and critical part of our lives. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the House of Gans podcast. As always, I'm joined by Nathan John Lewis, and today we're here to talk about mental health and well-being. So, Nathan, how have you been, buddy? I've been good. I've been good. But before we kick off, uh, we'll give props to all, all the people that give us feedback for the first episode, episode zero, on uh, introduction. Uh, it was pretty cool to hear what everyone had to say. Uh, how they thought it went, you know, feedback they had on on whether we waffle on too much. Um, as, as usual then, so as, yeah. waffle on a little bit, we're good at that. But uh, yeah, a couple of tweaks, new new program, um, playing around with the stuff, so just learning as we go with this whole thing. So hopefully, hopefully this episode and, and the ones from here on uh, come out a little bit better and better quality and whatnot. But um, yeah, again, hopefully uh, people get a kick out of, um, yeah, what we have to say, I guess, in a way. like. And you feel roasted you? <laughs> yeah, no, I got I got roasted a little bit um, because I gave a couple of friends of mine some really really stern words about creating a podcast about stuff they don't know about, um, and that's come back to bite me in the ass a little bit. So here we go. Um, yeah, no, it was good. So, we're, we're learning as we go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's 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 all a bit of fun for us, um, and then hearing feedback and getting videos of people listening to it. Uh, just that is that, that warms your heart a little bit. Just seeing people like, just friends and family who you haven't spoken to in a while, yeah. just sending in a message, sending in a video, just letting us know that they're listening to what we have to say. It's always it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. So now we we got a, we got some we got some plans coming up um, in future episodes about getting um, you know people that have that that live sort of extraordinary lives, um, friends and, and family of us um, that have unique experiences that I think, you know, as maybe a segment on this podcast, we get them on, get them on the show um, and just ask some questions and whatnot about their life and career and whatever that it is. Um, but definitely plenty of ideas. And if, if anyone listening to this has anything that they want us to cover specifically, uh, yeah, find us on, on social media and stuff. Um, yeah, like obviously we're just making up as we go, but pretty much we've, like we've got a broad range of topics you want to cover. But if there's anything specific that people want us to, you know, give our two cents on, by all means, let us know. So, oh, and yes. that, uh, yeah, that carries over to our first serious episode. Yeah, first on serious health. episode. Mental health. Okay. Big one, big topic. So it'll more than likely be more than one episode. Uh, we've got a few yeah. friends um, that work in the mental health field that we hope to. Um, yeah, get them on board at some stage um, to, to yeah, hear what they have to say and, and what it's like working in an industry. Like, I work in healthcare as a broad term, uh, sort of yeah. deal with medical and psychiatric patients, but never to the point where I have to sit down and, and listen to their experiences and stuff. Like, mm. I uh, suppose it takes a certain kind of person to actually want to pursue that as a career. Mm. It's like, I know you have to have a specific mindset um, and a general 
outlook on life, if yeah. you, especially if you want to sit there and hear people go through their daily struggles and their like experiences. Yeah, cool. Because there's so much, so much about mental health and so much that like we don't understand yeah, even now. It's a forever um, growing field for sure. So, like yeah. if you think about it, twenty or thirty years ago, how little was known about it, and how small the support yeah. base was it for. Lock them up in a room and yeah, and just look after themselves. Kill them up and, until their eyes roll back. So, mm-hmm. but it's good to hear that the um, state government's um, introducing uh, more public housing for homelessness. Uh, they're they're investing a lot of money in revamping the public health system for psychiatric patients, yeah. psychiatric patients. Um, that I heard about on the news a few weeks ago, um, and for the the business that I work for, and it's, it's yeah to make a massive impact for sure. 100%. Once it gets all, all rolling, so. Um, but yeah, I suppose before we actually jump into all of that, I think it's important to actually go over the actual purpose. Like we're not experts yet, but the purpose behind this yeah, is so- to just bring <laughs> the attention to mental health. So a, di- a disclaimer: where this is just advice. This is not. Just advice. This is not used to cure, <laughs> diagnose. Um, treat or prevent any illness. Yeah. <laughs> right? If you have any issues, uh, this will obviously in the introduction will give like a trigger warning maybe for people that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But um, this is just advice. You've got issues, mm-hmm. speak to a professional. You know, we're just two Joe Blows just talking about our experiences on very, and knowledge very on true. it. So, um, oh, as a forward as well, forward. Well, forward. that was that was a bit yeah. of a mess up. Um, Charlie. Don't hate us. I apologise for the spectrum comment last time, but it was necessary, and I'm glad to see that we've moved past. It wasn't this. necessary. You're a dickhead. He had every right to fucking kick on you. So. Yeah, I know. The thing that got me though was he thought he was on the spectrum, and that was his comment. So we've brought up Charlie Ben on the spectrum again, and I think that is the perfect way to launch into our first uh, little segment. Nathan, take us off. So. What happens to humans as a as a species uh, when we're isolated? Um, sort of a, a very broad topic, but not a bad segue to go into what happens to um, creatures, pack creatures, essentially, because that's what humans are. Yep. Despite what you know, introverts and extroverts and whatnot. Um, as yeah. a whole, we are. A pack. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You look back on on human history; we've always lived in groups. Mm-hmm. And groups, you know, you can count a city as a group, but yep. it's still a group. And then even small towns and everything like that. I yeah. suppose it just really comes Human, down to the size. Humans clump together because one, they need each other. Yep. Um, systemically, they do. Um, you know, some species are designed to live alone and survive by themselves. But you compare human, the human race, to other species in the animal kingdom. We'll talk about this the other day. We we're, we're a very soft creature. Yeah, we, it's like we when you, break when bones you, easily. We we you know we internally rupture easily. Yeah, you know we're susceptible to head injuries a lot. It's um, like you think about an infant human child yeah. and compare that with a deer, a giraffe, a an, an animal in Africa. Yeah, I think that yeah. was what we we're talking about. Yeah. Like these animals are up and moving within thirty minutes yeah, of that. being Born. birthed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's like they have to be up and able to survive by themselves yeah. otherwise they'll be eaten yeah, yeah whereas same. humans are entirely dependent on family on yeah for at least i'd say look for some people with the first 20 years of their life for some the first 10 <laughs> so it really it really comes down to who you are as an individual but um coming back to it so feeling a part of a community is necessary yeah has to be massive so 
Um, despite people saying that they love being by themselves. Um, As you yourself have mentioned many a time. Yeah, um, but it, you know, people, there's a difference between enjoying being alone mm -hmm. and also not wanting to feel lonely. Right. Interesting. So Very that, interesting. That's, There's that's, a clear distinction. There. Yeah, that's a concept where you know people, everyone likes to have their own space. Mm -hmm. You and I are clear examples that you get to a point where you've had so much interaction with people, you're just like, let me power down, reset my batteries. I want to read my book. I want to watch a movie by myself. Whatever yeah. it is. Um, but no, no one likes to feel lonely. Mm. Like you think about it, no one. Will, yeah, no one wants to wake up in the morning and go, I don't have anyone to talk to. Yeah. Because because humans naturally are great at communicating. Mm -hmm. We've, we've took over the fucking world, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Right? Through, and communication was a massive communication part of Communication was key to that. How old, like hieroglyphics were the first, one of the first recorded... Um, written languages. Written languages. Yeah. Solely to communicate ideas and pass it down through through years. I think I think what you just touched on there is a very um, understated thing. It's like, as you said, it's like, having some time to yourself having some time alone is fantastic in the sense that you get to recharge your batteries and kind of as you said power down reset your thoughts everything like that but you're right there is that clear distinction between having and choosing to have some time alone to reset versus having nobody to go to yeah, yeah. and when it comes to mental health that can be sometimes an all-encompassing all feeling mm. the feeling of being completely alone and having nobody to turn to yeah, yeah for sure and i suppose that is one aspect of mental health and one aspect that can really be triggering for some people yeah massively like i suppose in a way if you choose to be alone, that that's it's your choice. Yeah. If you're like, I don't want to see anyone today, I don't want to talk to anyone today, that's fine. But if you're not given the choice and you wake up and go, well, uh, you know, I am in a good mood, I want to communicate with people, but I can't mm. because I don't have anyone close to me or, you know, maybe there's, there's a, uh, some sort of mental block or disorder or something else going on in your life that, you know, stops you from, from openly reaching out to people that you were once friends with. Mm. Um, and do you reckon that's a big issue, like people having a bit of hesitation with reaching out to people? Yeah, massively. Like, as as mental health becomes a more prominent thing in the community, um, there's always that emphasis on, you know, there's always someone to talk to, you know, lifelines and, and whatever. Um, but there's there, there, there will always be a line that you find some people just don't want to cross yeah yeah you know it might be something that they've done they think about or they're embarrassed about that they don't want to talk about because fear of judgment and as easy it is to have people that go i'd never judge you you know you know we're we you know we're bros we're you know we're family that is, whatever that is such an important thing like that fear of judgment is such such a thing like mm -hmm. and it resides within everybody like some people did certain obviously to different degrees but it is always something that kind of sits at the back of your head, kind of like that little voice that goes, if I come out and say that I'm struggling with this, this, and this, how will people judge me? How will people look at me? That's exactly right. And I, in all honesty, I think that's one of the biggest things that stops people from potentially seeking help. And it comes back to this pack um, mentality, this this grouping mentality mm -hmm. we have, that it's, it's biological where if you fit in, you're safe. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're in it, if there's a circle of elephants, the one standing alone 
out, you know, out in the savannah by itself is more likely to get taken down yep. than the one that's joining the group and is not bumping, you know, that is not disturbing the homeostasis of the group. Mm. And it's very much the same with humans that you've got your group of friends or your group of family members or whatever, your close, mm. you know, your, your people um, that, you know, the moment that you're like, oh, I don't want to disturb the peace because oh, I've got something going on. Let me mm. just, let me hang on to it real quick. Um, and I'll deal with it myself. I'll internalize it. Um, that way I don't disturb the, the dynamic of the group. Mm. In saying that though, like we, we as humans do have a really big tendency to other somebody else. And that is in terms of when you look at, say me and you, for example, white, um, males. Caucasian. Yeah, white Caucasian males. <laughs> Caucasian, Caucasian males. <laughs> Caucasian males. Um, what we tend to do is we tend to look at things in terms of others. So in terms of races, genders, um, religions. There's so many different ways in which we other people that are not like ourselves. And that is such a big thing, especially like in regards to like mental health. If they're... Um, I don't even know how to go about describing it because, like, obviously, not experts in this yeah, field. So yeah. just talking about and trying to expand upon the what the average person's understanding of what Spice. mental health is. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's one of the biggest things. Like, I'd love to get some people on here who know what it is that they're talking about to kind of help us broaden our own understanding. Yeah, hundred percent. Because at sure. the end of the day, we've got layman's. Yeah. It, it probably even less understanding than that. Mm. Because um, the majority of stuff that we see about mental health is regards to stories and regards to like what we read, what we learn, yeah. um, different parts of the university yeah. as as it as it pops up. So if anybody's out there who is an actual expert on this, we would love to hear what you've got to say. Um, and yeah, just come on, increase first our own understanding, and then anybody else who listens to this. Mm, for sure. Um, because learning every day something that we find very important. Yeah. Like one of one of those those videos I saw on Facebook about the um, Black Lives Matter riots and whatnot yeah. going on in the US earlier this year. I can't remember who the lady was, but she went on and essentially defeated racism with like one quote. And there's probably people out there that have seen the same video where she was mm. like, "There's not there's not multiple human races. There's one human race." And I was like, well, that, that it's slapped me pretty hard. Yeah, no, like, that, is, that is so point. true. Yeah. And that comes back to my comment in regards like others. Mm. So humans have had a history of fighting and war oh, for our entire civilization, yeah. like, probably even before like what we can term civilization. Yeah, yeah. And that's because we're always looking for somebody other or different from ourselves that we can kind of hate and commit violence against. Yeah. So like, I've said this to you before, we need a alien race to come around that we can all collectively <laughs> attack. Yeah. And so, it's it's pretty much the only way that yeah. humans can be peaceful. Because at the moment we've we've got so many so many differences yeah. that people cannot seem to um, cross. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And but yes, anyway, coming back, yeah. mental health. So we've talked a little bit about the pack animal mentality and yeah. feeling a part of keep uh, about being a part of community yeah. and how that is necessary to somebody's um, prolonged mental health, I suppose. Yeah, sure. So we've talked a little bit about how, as an individual, how hard it is to sustain a healthy mental state. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about what happens as a group. What are some of like, the stigmas around mental health? Um, it's essentially that it's a singular problem. 
it would be would be my first point of call. Like a singular problem. Yeah, like it's it's that person's issue. Let them deal yeah. with it. You know, because a lot of people that have um, that I know that have poor mental health, lot they don't often talk about it because some people feel like they all they're doing is whinging, mm-hmm. uh, all they're doing is being overbearing, um, or they're over, sorry oversharing is the word I'm looking for, where they've got um, essentially. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's a it's a, such a it's it's a very big broad topic. concept. Yeah, um, um, I I can kind of see where you're coming from in terms of as an individual. Like if you're sick, for example, that is kind of like your problem. If you've got the cold, if you've got a cold, if you've got the flu, yeah. pretty much go into your room, stay isolated from everybody, and just let your body look after itself. Yeah. Whereas with mental health. It's kind of the exact opposite. Yeah, like sometimes you have can't. you have a tendency to want to isolate yourself and take yourself out of the equation. Yeah. So as you said, you're not being you're not oversharing, you're not trying to burden somebody else with those yeah, with kind your, of issues. Your yeah. yeah. I know I know from personal experience, like when I was going through a couple of rough things with family life and stuff like that, and I drew into myself, yeah. it was the worst thing I could have done. Yeah. Because I got in my own head, I was seeing things from such a negative point of view yeah, for sure. that to even try and comprehend like where I was coming from, I just didn't know what to turn to. Like, yeah, yeah, 100%. It was, it was strange, but... Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, very much that, yeah, that's exactly right, that if someone has, I suppose we, we should distinguish between good and bad mental health, like, you know, if you have a bad day, it doesn't mean you've got bad mental health. Yeah. Right, so essentially, good mental health. My first point of call in that reference will be if you have positive thoughts. Yeah. Where um, you aren't dwelling on the past. So one of the things that I've learned recently is that someone that dwells on the past is a um, is a is in line with depression. Mm-hmm. Not not is depressed, but it follows a, uh, symptoms of being depressed. Yeah. Someone so that you're is, looking, you're looking at the past and yeah. thinking, oh, how could I've changed this? Situation? Yeah, or you're focused on something that um, that you once had or mm. once was doing that brought you joy that you can no longer achieve anymore. Yeah, whether yeah. it be a, a family member's passed away, whether there's been a relationship breakdown, and then someone that is worried about the future. Uh, it follows um, symptoms of anxiety. Yes. Yeah. No. No. So true. So true. So. Um, so it's poor mental health follows a train of having poor thoughts, uh, lack of motivation, um, essentially, um, oh, see this, the, yeah, this is where like, well, where do you draw the line between yeah. like just a bad day and a bad mental health? So yeah, I suppose f- just from our point of view, it's, you know, lack of motivation, lack of goal setting, um, bad, poor thoughts, um, or headspace, I suppose. Like the ways in which you view yeah. the events and processes that happen yeah. during the day. Yeah, and you become, you bec- if you're normally extroverted, you've got a sh- massive shift in character. You become mm. introverted, and you you know stop reaching out to people when you normally would, or you stop yeah. replying to people when they attempt contact with you. Are probably all symptoms of poor mental health. Obviously, good mental health is the opposite. Um, you're motivated. You're goal setting. You're um, ambitious. You're having positive thoughts. You know. You know, every day is a good day type vibe. Yeah. Um, tend to be, you know, s- symptoms of, well, not symptoms, um, like 
parts of having a good mental health. But yeah, I, it's, I suppose it's just such a broad topic that it's we can only refine it in the ways that we understand it. Exactly, and I think that's something that we're going to have a look on over the next couple of episodes, next couple of weeks, yeah, as we sure. continue to learn more about this topic. Um, actually, I was going to say, one thing you mentioned brought to mind something that I've been reading, Daily Stoic, yeah. and I know that you get a kick out of this as well. Oh, we forgot to do Chuck's Fact of the Week. Oh, Chuck's Fact of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, no, we'll get back on that. We'll, we'll come off with that fact. <laughs> Um, so exactly as you were saying about anxiety and looking towards the future, there's a big factor there that relies on stuff that is outside of your control. Yeah. It's like if I was to look towards the future, there is so much stuff going on out there that is out of my control, whether it's regards to um, sports trials coming up, whether it's regards to work in a COVID-19 world, whether it's um, study and education, there is so much stuff going on out there that is outside of my control, that if I was to really like look down into it and try and like fine tune the details. Like the rabbit hole, yeah. Yeah, like there's such a spiral that you go down to. You're thinking, yeah, yeah, for sure. okay, how am I going to be able to affect this when there's so much else that is still yet to play out? Yeah. And it's, it's one of those really true moments that you find people with good mental health, they really do live in the present. Oh, 100%. They're not, um, you know, they're, they're, they're not worried about what's happened in the past. They're not worried about what's going to happen in the mm. future. They're living the moment. They're embracing it. They recognize their emotions. Mm. If they're in a bad mood, that's fine. But, you know, they recognize that they're in a good mood. So they are, they are providing that energy to everyone mm. else in the room. And exactly as you say, it's like they're goal setting. They're motivated yeah. to, like, achieve these things. Now, when we talk about, like, setting goals, it's not like they've got everything planned for the next 10 oh, years God. because that's that's be that's a little that's yeah. a, that's the dream I suppose yeah. dude if I've got next week planned I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot <laughs> you're a fucking but you've got a lot see one thing I picked up from you is if you write it down and I've read a few books that mention it as well if you write down goals or things that motivate you mm-hmm. you have a tendency and a what's what, the word willingness to no, chase not not yeah, I suppose willingness. Um, what's the fucking? That's word? right. You you stew on your word. That'll be that could be our word of the day. Yeah. Um, as you think about that. Anyway, so but. yeah, so <laughs> writing it down. And one thing that you do really well is at the start of the week, you set your goals for the week or things you want to achieve, um, and essentially you work towards them, and that gives you focus, gives you drive and motivation to achieve these things. End of the day, small wins. Um, equal, you know, large success. Exactly. So. so, like something that Grace gives me a lot of grief about is the fact that I've got one, two, three, four, five. I've got five whiteboards in here at the moment in my bedroom at the moment. Yeah, you own you own four of them. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and like on each of these, I've got my assignment prep. I've got my stuff to do. I've got my calendar. Accountability. Accountability. That's the word I was looking for. That's well the word done, of the day, Chuck. Everybody, we are so proud. You, you've got. I, I would say you're borderline OCD. Yeah, you you stew, <laughs> you stew on things. Oh, I corrected Aiden like we, 40 we, minutes ago for using on your. <laughs> we have been talking about this for the last week about how you tend to stew on things. That's that's for another episode. We're not talking about. Oh, that I feel like oh look in regards. We've got a list of things you want to talk about. Yeah, well, let's re, carry in on. In regards to mental health, though, there we we. You threatened we, to do this. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> this is an ambush tactic, Emma. No, it has come up, and I think it's I think it's one of two things. So those people who 
tend to like let things go and move on with life. And then there are those people who stew on things. Now, Nath, which one do you reckon you are? So you're laughing. <laughs> and that's a fucking rhetorical question because we talked about it and I already told you that I'm the latter. <laughs> you're a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, back to our list. Back to our list. That was good work. So, anyway, so... But, well, yeah, one of the... Th- one of the hardest things to recognise is are those people or those friends or family that come across that they're in a fantastic mood and you know they're really good at presenting themselves in in high energy um, and from outside you can't tell if they're if they're having poor mental health no. or they're, they're, they're being subjected to poor mental health yeah and that again that comes down to you know that fake mile syndrome sorry fake smile syndrome where you've got people that um, can act the exact same way every single day you would have no idea that internally or you know behind closed doors they're absolutely falling apart yep and again this comes back to you know reminding them and I suppose in the day if, if people aren't voluntary in wanting help they're not going to seek help yep yeah, it has, some, to be, it has to be something that they are driven to do. Yeah, yeah, it has to be an internal internal um, process uh, stimulus that um, gets to the point where you go, okay, I can't deal with this myself. Yeah, I need to reach out. Whether that be you go to your closest friends, whether that be you go to professional help, and worst case scenario, whether you end up in an ED because you've attempted to you know um, kill yourself. For or, those of us who aren't in the medical term, ED. Uh, emergency department in emergency Australia. Department. So um, yeah, that's what we refer to. Um, what are they in America? Um, Psychiatric wards. No, 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 no. It's all like just general hospitals. Um, oh, general hospitals. You go to uh, ER. ER. Yeah, emergency so, room. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it comes back to you know reminding that you're reminding your friends and family that you know if you do notice changes in their behaviour, mm-hmm. you know if I noticed that you were low on energy for a number of number of days, I'd be like has been in a bad mood recently mm-hmm. what's going on and be like you know and if you're you replied and said Nathan just don't want to talk about it or Nathan just got some stuff going on just yep. let me deal with it I'm like no worries here if you need me letting someone know in general that's the first step yeah. where if someone knows that they can reach out to you um, and whether you know and it comes again to how close you are to people whether or not you're on that level of like yeah. whatever it is I can talk about. It doesn't matter how bad, doesn't matter how, you know, embarrassing it is for the person uh, or for whatever reason they're mm. in, you know, this depressive or anxious state, that letting them know that, you know, I'm here for you if you need me. Open door, I won't judge. You know, if you want to get things off your chest, that's fine. I'm happy yeah. to do that. What are you looking at? What were you looking at? Were you looking at my hair or the roof? I was looking at your hair. <laughs> no, I think, no. You, you, okay, so first off, we were on a very important topic there, and you completely sidetracked. This is what this is what we do. This is our podcast. You're right? terrible. <laughs> anyway, so... But no, so to, to hold you up just there, and that is why it is so important to have friendship groups. Yeah. It is sure. so important to have those relationships that you can go to people with issues like this Um, coming back to our idea on like the pack mentality if you don't have a pack try and form one that's right and like this is where it comes down to developing creating and fostering those relationships it's like five years ago I moved over to Melbourne I knew no one yeah Um, and it's it was a really strange sensation because like you have to go about recreating those relationships 
Um, obviously, I'm still in touch with a couple of people back home, but it's nowhere near the friendship group that I now have available to me in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it takes time, it takes effort, but at the end of the day, like, especially if you come up with issues such as these, they are worth it. Yeah, massively. Like, again, that pack mentality thing of you're stronger with in, inside a group, right? But for those that move to locations like yourself, that mm. you have to find groups. You have essentially you have, to, you have to make the effort to want to find people that you know share similar things to you, mm. uh, that have something that you can talk about or something you can gel with. Um, it's very much that, and the joy of being young at our you know being in our age in this era. Yeah, it's as simple as googling groups or there are there are websites and apps that you can use that find people looking for friends in the yeah, same area exactly you don't have to drive an hour to see them or 40 minutes or whatever like mm. essentially it's it's tinder for friendship right yeah no it's spot on so it's um, a very good point that you made yeah. um but no coming back to the idea of like if you see somebody with a fake smile um if you see somebody who's like low on energy it's like it's as easy as going up to them and say hey dude what's going on how's yeah. your day going yeah, yeah and sometimes like it's that kind of conversation and showing genuine interest in somebody yeah. else yeah, that right. gets them to at the very least open up and start that dialogue the worst part about my tone the way i talk people think i'm being sarcastic all the time no so no no <laughs> surely not fuck up so it's sometimes it's difficult for me to be like, you know, I'll tell me what's going on. No, no, you're always sarcastic, you won't care. You know, or if I if I compliment someone, they think I'm being sarcastic. You know, you you look really good, or you know, geez, you're funny. If I said that, see, <laughs> even listening now, <laughs> just, like, just give me a little bit on the side, I like, yeah, like what's, what's he, what are you coming at? Yeah, here? that's right. But it was like during <laughs> during the very first time that we sat down um, in front of the microphone. And we started saying a little bit of introductory space pieces. Nathan was just going along and I've looked at him and I'm like, dude, you need emotion in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> you need to take some emotion, you take some humour and just inject that a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. and unleash the baritone. Because I feel like you've got a deeper voice. And oh, I feel like sure. it's more baritone. Yeah, if yeah, you actually sure. put some emotion into it, it's a deep baritone <laughs> like <cool>. that. <laughs> Yeah, Whereas health. me, I'm a bit yeah. more of a squeaker. Yeah, but your balls haven't dropped. So. Yeah, no, that's what happens when you're young like I am. I'm fucking 50 years old. Anyway, so, but yeah, it's very much that, um, yeah, letting someone know that you're there to talk to them, asking them how the day is, you know. Mm. You know, I've noticed you've been down lately, or, mm. you know, how's your days? You'd be surprised how many people go, I've actually had a really bad day, or I've had yeah. a really poor day. Oh, okay, tell me what's going on. They get it off their chest, they feel better. Mm. And essentially, if if you think of mental health on a, on a, on a scale, yeah. one being poor and 10 being high, you know, asking someone how the day is moves it to the right, closer yeah. to being, you know, yeah. in a better headspace. Yeah. Cool, ah, you know, this person, my colleague, my friend, my, my family member, whatever, they asked how I was, they listened to my mm. reply, I feel like I have a support network. Yeah. Or I have someone that is being supportive. And the same thing as well, if somebody says, Oh, how, how's your day been going? You reply with fine. It's been boring. Ask them why was it fine. What yeah. did you get up to? Like, ask them those small little questions about their day and get some details. Yeah. Because if you ask somebody a follow-up question, half the time they go, oh, they're paying attention. They're asking yeah. me about my day. They're asking follow-up questions. This is why it was bad. 
And like, yes, it's it's fine for you to go, you know, if you've got that one person in your life that, that does dig a little into your day, yeah. if you don't want to tell them, be honest and say, listen, so I don't mean to be rude, I just don't feel like talking about it. Yeah. And if they're genuine about showing interest in your current circumstance, they'll, you know, you would hope they'll reply saying, that's fine, here if you need. Yeah. But you also don't want to be a piece of shit about it and be like, you know, can you fuck off, leave me alone? Like, if you crack it, then you're shutting doors or you're closing off people that, you know, that have the potential to, to one day help you in, exactly. in some sort of way. And there's only there's only so many times that somebody can take saying, fuck off, just leave me alone. That's right, yeah. yeah you, you, essentially, you do it too often, you burn the bridge, and yeah. then you've, you've got to grind to get that, that exactly. relationship back. And that's, and that's really what it is sometimes. Like, relationships can be a grind. But at the end of the day, if you put in the effort and you build it up to such a point, it is fucking worth it. Yeah, 100%. Because so. um, I, know, I know you and I have both burnt our fair share of bridges across the, across the time. Um, for that's various different Yeah, that's yeah. life, but for very different reasons. But yeah. I think the biggest thing is like from every past relationship, from every failed relationship, you take something out of it, you learn something from it. Yeah, not, not just like, you know... Um, uh, like friendships, relationships, family members, stuff like that. Like, it can be anyone you meet, yeah, your colleagues, yeah. you know, workmates, whatever it is. But um, no. um, yeah. next part, noticing signs in your mates. Now, this one here is an extremely important one um, because no two people are the same. No two people display the same characteristics, especially if they are going through something like poor mental health. Um, so this is one of those ones where you as an individual, you as a listener, really need to tone in and lock in on what somebody is usually like. Um, yeah, are sure. they up and about? Are they energetic? Are they usually like low um, energy? It comes down to each individual. And if you can find a slight change that might hint at a bigger one, I feel like that's the biggest one. Yeah, recognising um, signs. Like for myself, I know I'm a high energy person. Oh, it's obvious to tell when you're a bad mood because you're really tired. <laughs> You're, you're not sh- talking my fucking ear off and you're not bothering me. Yeah. Normally, you're, if you're in a really good headspace, you come in and you're fucking basically doing the patience test with me to see how... The patience test. See how far you can push <laughs> how, me. How many times I can poke you in a minute That's before right. you bite back. Yeah. Where it's harder for someone like me, who is generally a lot lower energy, yeah. who often has a... Re- well, often. I always have a resting bitch face. And probably... Oh, Nathan, I wouldn't say that. You, you've said that a dozen <laughs> times, piece of shit. In the last minute. But, <laughs> but people that, that um, come across as, you know, worried, you know, appear worried, appear yeah. frustrated, appear, you know, aggressive, um, you know, it can be hard to tell those signs. Um, and again, it comes back to, um, you know, Nathan, you know, Nate's normally, you know, if Nate doesn't want me, he'll tell me to leave me alone. Yeah. But if... You know, it's easy to tell if I'm in a bad headspace because uh, I withdraw from people more yep. often than I normally would. Um, I am overly aggressive where I'm just frustrated at yeah. anyone yeah. that breathes around me. Um, but yeah, so like you said, it comes back to the individual. It comes back to noticing, you know, if you know them well enough, you'll notice yeah. small bits, small signs. Uh, but sometimes, and I've got friends that have had mates that have, didn't notice any signs. I had yeah. no idea that this, you know, this person was having depressive or anxious um, um, thoughts. Um, and yeah, I suppose it comes back to you know being regularly 
reminding those around you that you are there if they need you. Um, I, I mean, I, I must admit, it is a little bit easier because like we're in each other's face pretty much every oh, day because yeah, yeah. we live together. Huh? Yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's different um, if you don't work together and you don't see each other. Yeah. Um, in all honesty, I think it's one of those important things. Like, as much as we are more connected nowadays, at the same time, we're not. Yeah. Oh. It's like... Yeah, yeah, 100%. When, think, think to yourself, like, when was the last time you caught up with people externally just for catch up over a drink, over breakfast, over brunch, just catching up, having a kick of the footy in on an oval or something like that. Yeah, that's right. It's one of those big ones that, like, as much as we send off messages and we wish each other well, it's a different thing entirely to catch up in person and be like, dude, how's life? Yeah, yeah. Because I find talking to somebody in person so much more beneficial oh, yeah, yeah, than looking at the screen and just going, hey, yo. Yeah, exactly. I guess it comes back to, and one of those things that Facebook, um, Facebook that I stopped doing years ago, right, mm. is wishing people a happy birthday on Facebook. Yeah. And people are like, you know, people at home do seem like, oh, yeah, Nate doesn't wish me a birthday. Well, you know, yeah, he's pretty shit like that. Um, but <laughs> if I if I remember or if Facebook reminds me, mm. I will send that person a message individually. Yeah. I'll make an effort to, rather than be like in the comment section of the notification where you can be like, happy birthday, man, or happy yeah. birthday, yeah. just the generic thing, and then you don't worry about it, where, mm. you know, even small efforts like that can make a big difference. Like, I definitely felt felt a bigger impact from people that rang me or called me on my yeah, birthday. So true. Uh, rang, me, rang me or messaged me on my birthday okay. as opposed to everyone that posted on my wall. Mm-hmm. Because, I, well, one, I deleted the Facebook app fucking months and months and months ago. That is true. Something you're very proud of? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I recommend everyone listen to the same fucking <laughs> No, no, no. Um, but, yeah, anyone that called me or, or sent me a message, yeah. like I replied to, it, there was a lot more thought put into it because they sought out me. Yeah, no, that's true. That is um, very true. I mean, actually, for an example here, so your father had his birthday pretty recently, didn't he? I'm pretty sure, like, your mum sent you a message to remind you to wish him a happy birthday. Yeah, I still forgot. Still <laughs> forgot. <laughs> so, do what are you doing, Abby? This is the second time. Uh, I'm, I see I see a bus coming, and I go, that'll be fun. So it just, it's just fun to yeah, toss something in the fun. bus. I can't believe Um. So Paul Lewis... I, I don't even know if you listen to it. Doesn't matter. I'll send it to him. No, we don't need to. My brother puts it in the chat. Oh, that's amazing. He shares in the chat. So, Paul, um, I don't even know if this is this is Nathan wishing you a formal apology for not messaging. <laughs> I rang him the next day. What do you? Was it his birthday? No, but there's no point apologising oh. now because we can't go back in the past and change it. So we acknowledge it, and move on, which I did, and we did it already. I don't know why you bring it up. You try to get me in fucking trouble. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Next, next topic. Next, next topic. I was here for an hour and a half. Here we are, 30, 38 30 minutes. We're doing well. We're doing well. Let's not waffle. Okay. So. <laughs> not waffle. Let's not waffle on. <laughs> so talk about random shit. Okay. The importance of goals and ambitions. Yeah, this is a this is a big one for you and I. Isn't it? This is a very big one, especially especially probably over the last year. Like, yeah, because it I've has been. been yeah, for sure. Because it has been so difficult catching up with people and really going about our normal lives. I've definitely found it like really, really helpful yeah. to set goals and ambitions. Like this might be short-term goals, long-term goals. Yeah. I feel like, literally, even I feel like I worked out like a three-year plan 
which is unheard of for me. Yeah. So like usually I'm a day by day, if not week by week. Yeah. So the fact that I have like got a tentative plan in place for finishing up uni, looking at work, traveling overseas, yeah. like even if it's just bare bones structure, the fact that I've got these in place is giving me like such a positive outlook on like where I'm heading towards, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. And definitely isolation this year has forced a lot of people and it's just evident that humans are creatures of community. Yep. It's forced a lot of people that normally interact normally interact very frequently with people yep. to be alone. Yeah, right. no, and not, not like alone. Like obviously, everyone's got their family, and, and you know they've got children, or they've got you know whoever living housemates. Yeah, but it's forced them to it's it's stopped them doing their normal routine. Yeah. So they've had to you know it's forced them outside of their current bubble. Oh yeah, their comfort zone for sure. Yeah. And be like, well, you know, I'm for I've lost my job. I've lost my casual job. I'm forced to stay at home for you know 23 hours a day and can yeah. only exercise for an hour. Yeah. Um, you know, what have I got? Or like intern, like not internally, internally in your own home. Yeah. What can I do to support myself? Um, and that's why a lot of there's a lot of um, a lot of mental health issues that will come out of this yeah. um, isolation. Like, think about it now. Um, the, from what I've seen from the mental health stuff in Melbourne, it hasn't been too bad. It's not mm. like super super crowded like us at work. We're not smashed with fifty or sixty referrals or anything yeah. like that. But definitely. There'll be a lot of people that um, will. There's been a. They will have changed persona in a way because they're forced to be alone. Yeah, so true. Um, but yeah, this is where it comes back to goals and ambitions. And Abra and I do this very often. Where um, if you let someone else know about things you want to do, e.g., we've got a big whiteboard in our lounge room here. Yeah. That um, that everyone has access to that we live with. Um, it's the thing that we that I started uh, when I was living with. Uh, Tim, Dan, and and uh, David Fry um, back in Hamilton, twenty thirteen. Yeah. We initially used it for a huge calendar, right? Yeah. To be like, oh, this is where this person is. That way, we knew where each other were. If, you know, if one of us was working at the supermarket, hey, can you grab you know grab something from the shop? Whatever. Yeah. We also used it to track bills and all this other stuff. But now I use it as a a, tr- a board that tracks. Um, goals that tracks, um, you know, things that everyone's trying to achieve. Like yeah. I think at the moment we're stuff got, that we find interesting as yeah. well. It's like we had word of the day out there at one stage. Yeah. We had um, important lessons that yeah, we found, like from, um, processes, and stuff, yeah. shit like that. It's like it's a culmination that anybody can put something up into. Let's say you have a grievance with somebody in the house. Yeah. Just write it on the write it on the board if you didn't want to put it in the chat. Yeah. Um, just stuff like that and. I suppose, as you said, it just lets somebody else know. It gets everything, like, all the goals, all the ambitions out of your head. Yeah. It makes it a little bit more real, something yeah. that you can actually yeah. start reaching towards. If you can read it, you can, you can, it makes it easier to visualize it. Mm. Especially if you've got other people that you live with. Obviously, it's harder for those people that are listening that, that live by themselves. Yeah. But it's not hard to have that one person, like, hey, man, I, I want you to make me accountable for this goal. I yeah. want to lose 5% body fat. No worries, man. I'll touch base with you every now and then. Mm. But this is what we do often as well. That we have a we have a twelve month goal. Yep. Um, we've got. I think at the moment we've got our average tracking weight. Um, yeah. Because I'm do. trying to go upwards and you're trying to go down. I'm trying to go downwards. <laughs> Doing um, so well at that. <laughs> um, but it's definitely 
you know, that way someone can be like, oh, you know, how about, hey, how, how's your, how you, how you going with your goals? Yeah, no, true. I had a good friend of mine um, quite recently, uh, quite recently, probably about a month or two back now, sent me a message saying, hey, do you want to be the guy who keeps me on track yeah. to run a half marathon? Oh, imagine that. And literally like every every week or so, I'd send a message, hey, dude, how's the running going? Yeah, what's been What's been going on? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be anything massive. It, it can just be, how you going? What's... What are you doing? What are you tracking on? How's your yeah, training going? Yeah, for sure. And it's small stuff like that that as soon as like you let somebody else know, all of a sudden the goal, the ambition that you have in your own head is now a real thing. Yeah. If somebody else knows about it, oh shit, I've got to go and chase that goal now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because they're reminding me, they're yeah. keeping me on track. And I guess it comes back, I suppose, to achieving goals, it's, you know, depending on what the goal is, but it's generally if you want to achieve something, you've got to orientate your habits to achieve that goal. Yeah, yeah. So that comes down to creating good habits or installing good habits and and making the bad habits uh, less appealing. Yeah. So essentially, if you're trying to lose weight, it's about making your smaller meals or your lower calorie meals more appealing and making the sweets or the high fat or high sugary, mm. you know, desserts or, or baked goods or whatever it is that you, you know, you, that, that you feel guilty about eating yeah. that are preventing you from achieving your yeah, goal. No, we, um, I think we discussed this in terms of um, one of our housemates, for example, who he, he's a smoker. Mm. Um, and I think literally the good habit that you want to try and foster is obviously to quit smoking. Yeah. So therefore, to enable him to have a cigarette, we want to make that as difficult for him as possible. So I think the steps that we went through was... Um, going from Taylor's to Rollies, so yeah. he, so to have a cigarette and to get that enjoyment of smoking, he one has to go and get his pouch of tobacco. He's got to go and roll up the cigarette himself. Yeah. Got to go out and do all this stuff, which he's unaccustomed to doing. Yeah. And similar idea is, um, let's say he's still on Taylor's. He goes and puts the cigarette pack somewhere that he actually knows that he has to walk a while to go and get. Mm. So as he goes to walk for it, he's thinking about it and he's like, oh, do I really want to do this? Do I really have to do this? Yeah. So let's say, for example, somebody wants to lose weight. If you've got all your chocolate blocks scattered around the house, go and get them. Put them in a pile, put them up in a closet somewhere, somewhere that you know if you want a chocolate block, you've got to go to the closet, you've got to open up the closet, yeah. and you've got to get your chocolate block. And making it as difficult as possible to go and get it. Yeah. Whereas if you want a habit to keep going, I suppose, just have the chocolate everywhere and make, make it, it more, easily accessible. Make it more appealing as well. Um, and, that come, and, then, and that comes back to, that to people, you know, a lot of, I've, I've noticed that a lot of people don't recognize, but a lot of people are addicted to social media. 100%. Oh, I can speak. <laughs> yeah, I'm on social media all the time. Yeah, it's like, what are we comparing screen time? Oh, yours or is Or notifications. Actually, let's, let's do a quick little oh, social man. experiment here. So, it, most, most people these days here have got some kind of mobile phone, tablet, device, whatever. Yeah, there you go. So, if you listen to this, most of your phones will have a screen time tracker that tracks how much time you spend on... Um, on social media or on your phone in general and it, on iPhones I know it breaks it up into like productivity and social media yeah. and whatever it is. And for Samsung's it comes in digital well-being and parental <laughs> controls. There you go. So, so you can see how much time you've spent on your phone, um, how many notifications you've got, how much 
how many unlocks you've had. Yeah. So, for example here, it's about 2.30 in the afternoon, yeah. been on our phone since, what, 7, 8 o'clock, around about that stage, so... You're doing day or week? Let's go for the day. So, for I've been up and about for, what, five hours now. Yeah. And in that time, I have... Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I, told you. I have received... 258 notifications. Fucking hell. Um, and my screen time, to be fair, I've been on my phone most of the day playing. 200 notifications? I've read 200. Oh my god. To be fair, there are a couple of group chats in that, so let's let's just round about. Let's, we'll go for time. What's your time? Let's go today? for time. Otherwise, we'll be here for Oh god, for I've been on my phone for two hours and 45 minutes. I've been on my phone for one hour and one minute. Proud go, of you, Nate. Go the week. Can you break yours into the week? <laughs> Weekly average, yep. Yeah. Okay. I have been on my phone, on average, five hours and 15 minutes. I've, per day. Per day. Since Sunday. Since Sunday. I've been on my phone three hours since Sunday. Average. How? Average. You're on your phone more than me. Average, three hours. That's cooked. But I don't, I... Do you have the total screen time? Um... Yes. Which Currently, is? two hours and forty-five minutes. No, no, for the week. For the oh, for the week. No. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, anyway, so the, yeah, this comes back to you know people that um, again goals are my ambition. So if your ambition is you know I want to spend less time on my phone and more time, yeah. Whether it be reading, whether it be creating, listening, it, it can be anything. Right? Yeah. Fostering goals um, starts with becoming accountable, letting yeah. someone. And this is what I've you know, and I've got books and whatnot that, um, that maybe on the next one I'll be like, oh, so anyone that listens to the Mental Health Podcast, these are some um, habit books that I read a lot, whatever yep. it is. But it comes to becoming accountable, um, letting someone know what goal you have, uh, writing it down, putting it on a piece of paper, somewhere that you'll see relatively often. Yeah. Um, installing good habits um, to do with, you know, fostering change in your daily routine. Yep. Um, and that can be anything from eating well, exercising more um you know developing better friendships and you could you know that could be your goal for 2021 you know i want to have five people that i count as my closest friends that mm -hmm. i can reach out and if you don't have that sort of set up now that can be your goal for the next year yeah. or whatever it is so oh, i like that so and yeah. and it it is honestly as simple as that it's like you go about letting somebody else know about your goal and then stepping it out step by step yeah. And it might seem simple, it might seem stupid, but that's really what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, just planning, that's right. Yeah. So, and I suppose in a way, um, the, the motivation for that can be supported by a good diet and exercise because, again, to do with, you know, bringing back to the, the, to the purpose of this podcast, of this mm -hmm. episode, sorry, was that, um, what are you reading? I'm searching for a word of the day. <laughs> Uh, accountability is the word of the day. Accountability. And I've already got the fact, so put your Oh, okay. Down, well so. done, Nathan. Look at you. Um, so essentially, yeah, the body's response to good food and exercise and positive social mm -hmm. interactions. But with that, do you reckon that comes down to more about creating a system of routines? Because, yes. like, as, as you said, like, good diet, good sleep schedule, all these things facilitate a good mental health. And they all kind of come down to a routine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm. So, 
Um, for, for those listening that have poor diets or have or don't exercise very often or have small or no social or positive social circles, yeah. changing, changing things one step at a time can, can lead to chain reactions in a lot of things. Yeah. So essentially, you know, say you've got Joe Bloggs that doesn't eat well, doesn't exercise and doesn't spend a lot of time with his friends. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps that if he changed something in his diet, he would have more energy to exercise or to go out and see his friends, right? Then he exercises more often, he feels his self-esteem improves, his motivation to continue yeah. and to develop this habit improves, mm -hmm. and then he has more energy, he does things, he spends more time with his friends because he has more energy, Yeah. right? So, so, so what you're talking about right now is those first little dominoes falling. Yeah. That then start Massive. a chain reaction that... 100%. Okay. And I'm a firm, firm believer in riding the inspiration train while you have it. Because... Yes. Because, you know, everyone gets those sudden urges to be like, oh, I can conquer the world. Fuck, let me do this, this, and this, this. Yeah. I've got all this energy. I'm so... I'm hyper-motivated. I'm a firm believer that once you're inspired, ride it as long as you possibly can um, to the point where you're like, oh, cool. You know, I don't feel like doing it. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, you miss the opportunity, then you've got to wait for another surge of inspiration to come Cause, along. Because to be fair, like, as you say, that surge doesn't come often. No, shit no. But Fuck, mine came at 11.30 <laughs> when I was driving home from work last night. And I didn't go to bed until half past 12 because I was like, I'm going to get home, I'm going to quickly do this, this and this. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. get my shit sorted for your bed, you know. Because to be fair, like, let's say you ride that train. That train sets you up for the next couple of days, yeah, the next yeah. couple of weeks. Yep. And sometimes that's what it needs, like an hour-long burst of energy where oh, you just, just go, getting it okay, done, I'm going to tick off these boxes. Yeah. And, and it can be anything from, you know, oh, fuck, I really feel like watching this movie. Yeah. If you're if you're so inspired that, like, you can't focus on anything else, mm. fucking do it. If you're so inspired, you're like, fuck, I want to I wanna go for a run. Fuck, you know I hate running, right? I do know you hate running. So, <laughs> so, bought running shoes, bought fucking headphones and all this other shit for it. Anyway, so I rode the inspiration train to become, to improve my cardiovascular fitness when we didn't have this home gym set up like, yeah. months and months ago. So, you know, I rode it for as long as I could. It got to the point where I was like, I can't be fucked running anymore. I don't, I've lost motivation to run, so therefore I stopped running. But, to, be, to be fair, there was this, there was a period of time where even though you weren't running, you were coming for a ride, and I was running. Oh, last, oh, earlier this year. That was good. Yeah, 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 for that sure. was like properly good. Yeah, yeah, because that kept you accountable because you were trying to set, you set yourself a goal to achieve yeah. this three k time lit trial, and me riding alongside you gave me something to do, got yeah. me outside, got me active, and you know, it's even though we weren't talking to each other, yeah. it's still time spent with friends. Exactly. And, like, and, that's, and that's something important, and I feel like not enough people actually realise that. Time spent with friends does not have to be doing anything. No, you could just no. be in somebody's presence, like typing away on the computer. Yeah, you, you could be FaceTiming. You and you and your best mate could be studying. Yeah, All exactly. it is would be like, oh, you know, uh, you know, you just waffle on to whatever comes in your head or yeah. just being inside each other's presence. And what we do a lot of the time, I tend to go outside and read with headphones on because... Yeah. You know, one, I don't want to hear anything except the music I'm listening to. Yeah. Um, and two, it's nice to be out in fresh air and breeze and whatever it is. But a lot of the time, if one of us is out there, it tends to lead to all, f all yeah. four of us ending out there. And we may all be on our phones. I might be reading, you know, you three might be on your phones or whatever. But again, time swimming friends, we're not 
you know, exactly interacting with each other and talking, having a DNM about, you know, philosophy and whatever. But to be fair, sometimes the conversations do head that way. Yeah, and that's right. That, and that's and that's exactly what we were talking about earlier on the podcast about asking somebody a small little question that then yeah. leads on. As 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 we've just said, it starts those dominoes falling yeah, and it starts sure. that change of action. Some of the best conversations, some of the the best decisions made in life come mm-hmm. from small minor questions, small minor inspirations or enthusiasms yeah. that lead to huge domino effects. It's yeah. very much that yes mentality like, yeah. uh, you know, do you want to come for a run? Instead of being like, oh, I can't be fucked. Imagine if you said yes. Yeah. That yes led to you running a K or 1.5K or whatever. Yeah. You feel better, you're energized, you come back and then you're motivated to do this, this and this or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, and you ride that wave of enthusiasm. Um, but again, way you know inspiration trains or inspiration waves or whatever you want to refer to them as can come at any point true and and you you just my like a big advice to anyone that's listening that if you're um and an iron about you know making decisions or doing a job or whatever it is or something that's been on your mind for a long time the moment you and like you said they don't come very often but the moment you get these waves of inspiration you know follow the train of thought with it do you know? Do exactly what you're thinking about mm. with the same intensity you're thinking about it with. So, yeah, like I said, I 11:30 I got home and I was inspired or I was I was motivated to clean my room to get yeah. my shit sorted for today, um, to you know go over these points for this podcast stuff like that. It's 12, 12 a.m. in the goddamn yeah. morning and I'm still inspired. I think I think that's a really interesting thing that you touch on. It's like regardless of time, these inspiration things hit whenever yeah um, right. you, don't get, like, you don't get to pick them think about some of the most meaningful conversations you've had with people it's been at 3am in the morning yeah, like around a campfire yeah, yeah. around um, just just sitting just around just yeah, yeah sitting around on a table or something like that you've had a wicked night partying house parties died down and there's a couple of people left and that's when you get into the DNMs yeah. and those wouldn't have started at 8 o'clock they wouldn't have started right off the bat these are conversations that have built up over the course of a night, over the course of hours. Yeah. And you've gone from one topic to another, to another, to another, and all of a sudden you're talking about childhood trauma. You're talking about your wildest dreams, your, am, your ambitions. Yeah, stuff like these, these yeah. are conversations that don't start from, Nathan, tell me your worst fear. Yeah, that's right. These are conversations that start <laughs> with, how's your day been? What have you been up that's to? That's right, yeah. And it's as simple as that. Like you go up to a mate, Let's say that they're a little bit off. You go, hey mate, how's life? What's going on? Tell me a bit about it. And it's something like that that kicks off, kicks the ball rolling. Yeah, gets the ball rolling, the I should say. Right. And it just carries on from there. So, but and that um, comes down to how good social circles make it easier for you. Um, having good friends around you. Um, yeah, I suppose we can, we can talk about getting out of it, right? Now you pointed it. Um, but it's a. It, my understanding of being in a rut is being in the same routine for so long that you can't change or don't feel motivated to change. But a rut, I, my understanding of it is you're in a routine that you don't want to be in. Yeah, see, that, that, would, be, that would be my understanding. So, yeah. so for, for a little bit of context, everybody. So we've talked about a little bit of the importance of goals and ambitions. And now we're talking about the whole idea of getting out of a rut. Um, now, I'm sure everybody's been through a situation like this where they've been down, stuck in the dumps a little bit, not really sure how to get out of it. Um, and this is kind of like what we wanted to talk about, like getting out of that, starting up 
a new activity, a new strategy, a something that will yeah. get you up and moving. Breaking, yeah. breaking a cycle of bad habit or yeah. bad bad thoughts or poor thoughts. So, so I suppose, like, first off, what is a rut? What is your understanding? My understanding of a rut um, is you're, you're in a routine or you're in a headspace that isn't conducive to progression or improving. And I'm a massive fan of so long as you're moving forward, yeah. doesn't matter if you're doing it by one step or why you're doing it by, you know, yeah. if you're sprinting or walking or crawling. So being in a rut, you know, if I said to you, Abra, I'm in a rut, it, what's your take on it then? I, I suppose it's very similar to that. Oh. So a rut for me is when you're down in the dumps, you're like, you're kind of stuck, nothing's really happening for you. It might have been a couple of bad days that all of a sudden your headspace is just like, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. I don't want to get out of bed. I'm just going to sit here, chill. I'm going to watch movies. I'm going to vegetate. Yeah. And that is that is my exact perception of what yeah. a rut is. Like when you have no motivation to do anything at all. And it's a tough spot. Like yeah. speak, speaking from experience, I know it is a shit spot to be in. Yeah. But at the same time, you've got no idea how to go about getting out of it. Yeah. And this And this kind of comes back to knowing an individual. Like, you as an individual know yourself better than anybody else, yeah, sure. but at the same time, you're also the person who goes, okay, how the fuck am I going to get out of this? Yeah. What is what is my first step? Do I need somebody to come in and kick my ass out of bed? Um, do I need to listen to a podcast? Do I need to read a book? Do I need to go out and get some fresh air? Yeah, like, this is, this is something that I feel like the first step is unique to every single person. Because I know for myself, if I am in a rut, if I'm in a shitty headspace, um, feeling like lethargic as fuck, yeah. I know I need to get outside, I need to get moving, I need to go for a run, yeah. I need to feel like fresh air. And that comes back to the physiological physiological response of the body to mm. physical activity, to yep. feeling sunshine and to breathing, and breathing air that moves, as opposed to sitting in your room and breathing stagnant air. Yep. It, it, essentially, it can awaken the body, it can make it easier to think, there's a lot of, like I follow a neurochemist um, on YouTube and I sent you a massive thing about the podcast that he did um, with another fella mm. um, about, you know, can be anything from a spl- uh, cold water splash in the face. Yeah. Um, enough to shock the system to make you go, oh shit. But my, my understanding or like my two cents on getting out of a rut is finding something that motivates you or finding a goal that you want to achieve, creating yeah. a goal that you can think about, okay, so you know, you're in a rut. You go to work, you come home, you all you do is cook, dinner, sit on the couch, go to bed, repeat five days a week, and on the weekends you do the same thing, except yeah. you do it from nine to five, all day, whatever. You get to the internal stimuli that says you're in a rut, you start thinking, fuck, how am I gonna get out of this rut? You work backwards. What what am I trying to achieve? Or like yeah. what what do I want to do that that makes you know that makes this right easier, or what am I going to do that makes um, that you know improves my habits? Okay, so I want to achieve this. How do I achieve this? I need to do X, Y, Z. Cool. How do I start that? Let's start with this minor thing. Whether it be you know I want to get a, say you you're in a rut. You I want to be more physically active. Yep. Okay. I start work at nine. I've got time in the morning to run. I don't feel like doing it after work because I'm tired from whatever my mm. day job is. Okay, so what if I get up at 6 or 6.30? I'll go for a 15-minute jog around the block and then see what happens. Yeah. You do that for, you know, it's, 
it's it's proven that 21 days is enough to develop a habit. Yeah, enough time to set a habit. Right. So you do that that's for cra- that's crazy to me. Isn't it? 21, 21 days, days. Three weeks. It's nuts. But three weeks is a long time. Imagine. Yeah. If, imagine if you said to me this morning, Nate, for the next three weeks we're going to do five k's. You would crack it. First I would off. like no. I'd, I'd laugh. <laughs> I'd laugh and show you how to do. But essentially, it can come back to those small, small minor things that you know. Getting out of a rut can be as simple as, okay, what do I want to achieve, or how do I want to become better? Mm. And a lot of people change their life that I've read. Like, you know, I'm not a motivational speaker. It's not like I fucking talk to thousands of people, but. You know, to be fair, I reckon these podcasts would be the longest that anybody has heard you speak in a long time. Apart from you. Apart from me. Because yeah, you yeah. don't shut up around me. I know. It's annoying sometimes. Because that... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Yeah, okay. Hey, we've got 30, 44 people that have listened to our podcast. I will admit, that is a lot higher number than I was expecting. There's some in Hong Kong and some in the US. Yep. And 92% in Australia. Yep. Or whatever. We're, we're doing well. <laughs> So to whoever's listening over in Hong Kong, mad props, uh, dude, props. Add us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back to the point. So um, yeah, in 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 summarising, getting out of a rut. So finding things that motivate you. Yeah. Finding things that finding something that you want to get better at. Yeah. Finding your individual trigger. Yeah. Like everybody's got one. Yeah, like for sure. we've we've each got something that ticks us off. For one, yeah. there's something that gets us up out of bed in the morning. There's something that we love to chase. And that is something that only you are going to know. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it could be anything. And there's too many examples that I can think of off the top of my head. But at the end of the day, it comes down to you. It's a two-step process. Two-step process. <laughs> oh. What is it? Decide who you want to become and then set goals Pro- to become. Prove it to yourself with Prove small it wins. to yourself with small wins. So... That's our. Uh, there motto. is a two-step process. That's the House of Gains model. And the House of Gains model. We'll crack on that because we're already over an hour. So that we'll, do that another one. So we'll do that another But one. this comes back to mental health. Um, if you're in a positive headspace, you tend not to be in a rut. Um, if you're in a rut, it can, it can be a sign or a symptom of your friends or family or colleagues that yeah. are in a bad headspace because they're not motivated, they're not enthusiastic, um, they're not driven, you know. They're not whatever it is. And so there's a range. Of, there's a range yeah. of different issues that come from being in a bad mental health. It can um, be as easy. Bad mental health. Yeah, yeah, it can be as easy as asking someone, you know, what's your normal routine look like? Yeah. Uh, you know, I wake up, I have breakfast, I come to work, I work, I get home, I have dinner, and then I watch some TV and go to bed. Yeah. And I, if if someone said that to me, I'm like, okay, so where in that process do you make time to better yourself, improve yeah. yourself? Because you, you can't sit there and tell me that watching seven news, you know, mass media, is tailored to yeah. making you better. Honestly, it's it's a really tough situation because, like, obviously people do live like that. Yeah. And it's something... I'll never understand that. Well, that's it. And, and again, like, it's something that we might not understand, but for some people it's all they've ever seen. Yeah. And I suppose that comes down to really trying to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes yeah, oh, yeah. to understand where some years come from you really do have to factor in all of these little things it's like what what did their parents do it's like did they work nine to five come home have dinner made for them and watch the tv is that what they did yeah and if they did then that's all they've ever seen yeah. and it is such 
a weird thing to break because like it's easy to set a habit so 21 days to set a habit but it's really really hard to break set habits oh yeah, yeah for sure. and that's a little bit why we've talked about these things um previously like how to go about making the good habits the one you just want to keep as accessible as possible yeah. and the habits that you want to break as difficult for you as possible okay. but at the end of the day what this comes down to is a good mental health space yeah yeah like um good habits good relationships developing an environment in your life that that promotes positive yeah positivity for one but promotes progression you want people to keep you on task you want people to check in on you to make sure yeah. you're doing well because essentially if you're doing well it's easy for you to try and help others do well yeah right it's easy for me because i've got friends uh, like yourself and chuck who are uh, very motivated to achieve goals that they've set. Um, yeah, big up to Chuck who is finishing his uh, his challenge yeah, boy. tomorrow. So good on him for that. I um, think Chuck Chuck is Chuck is a huge thing. Like we'll he, do an episode. We'll call it the well, Chuck. He, the Chanuka Pereira. To, to, to put a little <laughs> bit of context on this, Chuck is somebody who has fluctuated between diets like fucking yeah, night and day chalk and chips about it, yeah. and he has tried keto fucking 20 times yeah. and each time is a little bit different I think now that he's invested money mm. into this challenge and he's competing against yeah. other people as opposed to competing against himself directly fair can be and, well, but that's that's well, again that's, that's, that's another that's, that's another, another thing yeah. so but, so for context yeah. so to finish off he has put 50 bucks in I believe to a competition to lose the biggest body fat percentage the most amount of body fat the most amount of body fat percentage and to see Chuck he's he's worked so yeah. bloody hard for this it is like a credit to him yeah. like he came around the other day we were we were playing a bit of a board game a bit of D&D night and we had a killer barbecue oh, and yeah. this barbecue was magnificent like smoked smoked some what pork. was it pork neck we yeah. had homemade burgers like there was some of this food was just mwah, brilliant if you do if i do say so myself because you fucking it. made it all. Oh, i know and fuck fuck it was something i said to mum earlier there's a lot of You're things no let me because uh, you'll you'll appreciate this there's a lot of things there's a lot of things we're good at but the only thing we're great at is modesty <laughs> Finish the fucking episode. <laughs> okay. It's already now. No, no, no. But... I said I lost my point. So but anyway, yeah, Chuck stuck to his it. goals. He didn't eat any food because he was fasting. Um, yeah, essentially, that's that's the point he's trying to make. Yes. So thank you for summarising that. And so... I, the Nathan's, of what Nathan's hit his daily talking limit for the day. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's been an hour. <laughs> oh, you know, they're 40-minute episodes. Second episode is already an hour long as well. To be fair, mental health is a huge topic. Yeah, and we acknowledge that. And so needs so much more sure. than an hour to yeah, actually yeah. adequately discuss yeah, it. Sure. And yes, we have offered on a little bit, but at the end of the day, this is this is what we do. Yeah, yeah, 100%. This is the purpose um, of the podcast, is to talk about things. You know, there might have been one sentence out of this hour and 10 minute long bitch sesh, right? <laughs> That not a bitch. I shouldn't say an hour and ten um, of of our own two cents on it. That's yeah. one sentence. Someone will be like, "Oh, that's a good point." You know, okay. 
I need to come up with my own goal. Yeah. That's what, you know, the, the boys said it perfectly. One sentence in there is all that resonated with them, and that's yeah. and that's it. You know? And that's and that's how it is with some people. Like some people, all you need is a sentence, and you see something click yeah. inside their heads, yeah. and all of a sudden they 100%. come up with a goal, they have an ambition, they have a habit that they want to kick. Yeah, whatever. It is. And I suppose at the end of the day, as you said, this is us putting in our two cents as two idiots sitting Enjoy behind a desk right now. Um, so, but I think that's all wanted to cover today about goals and ambitions about recognizing what good and bad mental health looks yep. like the you know the human race and what it does being you know how we are pack animals and the importance of you know positivity in your yeah. environment whether it be good food good exercise uh, or good social circles yeah um but i suppose yeah in, in wrapping up um look after yourself look after your friends um and essentially improve your life as well as improve our balance. Yeah. That would be, be my closing. 100%. Like, if I, had, if I had one thing to say to close this off, reach out to your friends, check in and see how they are, and make sure you ask a little bit deeper. Yeah. Don't just be like, how's your day going? Yeah, cool. Yeah, nice. be genuine. Nobody likes people that go, how's your day? And they send you a 700-word reply, and you go... Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. This is how I've been. Oh, yeah. oh and that's no good, man. If I got that, if I opened up to someone I and said, and I got, I got, that's no good, or, you know, fuck, that sucks, man. I'd be like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. You know, I'm not putting the effort to tell you if you're not going to genuinely yeah. pinpoint issues in my reply that I want to address. Mm. So, but yeah, anyway. So, closing, closing statement. Go out and get yourselves a goal. Yeah, for sure. Come up with an ambition, something yeah. that you want to achieve. Yep. Um, and watch how your mental health improves. Yeah. Watch where you go, watch what you become. Yeah. Um, For those listening that know us and are, you know, having a bad time or struggling, hit us up. You know, we like talking about it, so therefore we are genuine when we speak to people about it. Um, yeah, but always happy to listen. Yeah. You know, everyone that listened to the second episode or first episode or whatever we're referring <laughs> to us. Mad props to you guys. Thanks for everything. Um, yeah, thanks so much for sticking around and listening to us two idiots waffle on a little bit. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, thank you so much. And I think that wraps up our episode number one on mental health. Certainly does. Nathan, what's fact, our fact of the fact day? Fact of the day, all right. <laughs> so, Chuck, I know you, you're still here at the end of this discussion, so where is it? It had better be good. Fact if of, it's not good, I'll be pissed. Fact of the week, it was called. Fact of the week. Word of the day, fact of the week. Okay. This um, comes back to... What was that word of the day? Ambition? No. Um, Do you remember? Accountability. Accountability. So the fact of the week is the hundred folds in a chef's hat represents the hundred ways to cook an egg. egg. I didn't fucking know that. Did you know that? I did know that because I read that exact same fact Are you shitting me? Wow, I didn't know that. (laughs) That's blown me away a little bit. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. Anyway, thank (laughs) you, everybody. Um, If you guys have a... Yeah, catch you next time. If you guys have a fact of the day... Feel free to Any questions, send stuff, it in. Find us and hit us up. I don't give a shit. I'll talk about him and really if I know enough about it. So. And even if he doesn't, he'll still try it. <laughs> Thank you very much. House of Gains um, signing off. See you guys. See you guys.